Homonyms can be surprising and fun, and that's why I started a list of them. The list is very long. Right now, it takes up four sheets of paper. The words are in alphabetical order. I try to leave space between the pairs and trios of homonyms so that I can add new ones to the list easily. But if the spaces have gotten used up and I've thought of another set of homonyms, then I have to rewrite the list from that point on. Sometimes this makes me cry because I have to write the words perfectly without making any mistakes. If I make a mistake, I have to start over. Josh Bartell, who is a four foot ten inch boy in my classroom, said to me last week, Rose, just keep the list in your computer. Then you can add in new words wherever you want. The computer will make spaces for you. You won't have to keep rewriting the list. But my father and I do not have a computer, or a cell phone, or a digital camera, or an iPod, or a DVD player. My father says those things are expensive and unnecessary. He says we can't afford them, and who needs them anyway? So my homonyms list is on paper. In this chapter, I'm going to tell you about my rules for homonyms. But since I've realized that most kids aren't any more interested in rules than they are in homonyms, I'll tell you something fun about homonyms first. Then I'll get to the rules, and if you're still interested, you can keep listening. What's fun about homonyms is hearing a word in a sentence and suddenly realizing that it has a homonym, or maybe two, or three, but that's so rare that I don't often think about homonym quartets, and that you haven't thought of that homonym pair or trio before. For instance, yesterday, Uncle Weldon said to me, Look how carefully Rain chews her food. And just like that, I had a new pair of homonyms to add to my list. Uncle Weldon and I were sitting at my kitchen table when he said that, and I jumped out of my chair and cried, Oh! Choose! C-H-E-W-S and C-H-O-O-S-E! That's a new homonym pair! Uncle Weldon gets excited about homonyms, too, so he said, Wonderful, Rose! Go find your list. Let's see if there's room for two more words. While I was getting the list out of my backpack, I thought about the word chew and how it rhymes with brew, and as I ran back to Uncle Weldon, I began to shout again. And also there's bruise, B-R-E-W-S, and B-R-U-I-S-E. Oh, that's a really good pair. Two new pairs to add to my list. This is almost a red-letter day. So, in conclusion, that is what's fun about homonyms. If you've heard enough about homonyms and you don't want to learn my rules, stop listening here and skip to Chapter 4. Now, here are my rules of homonyms. It's important to have rules because without them, you could get overwhelmed thinking of words that sound alike. Your list would be pages and pages and pages long. The purpose of most of my rules is to limit homonyms to words that are pure and also that are English. Rose Howard's Rules of Homonyms 1. A true pair or trio of homonyms includes no proper nouns. A proper noun names a particular person or place or thing, such as Josh Bartell or Hatford or Rice Krispie Cereal. 
I thought about including Cokes, C-O-A-X, and C-O-K-E-S, and Herald, H-E-R-A-L-D, and H-A-R-O-L-D, on my list. But C-O-K-E-S and H-A-R-O-L-D are proper nouns, not pure words. Including proper nouns would make my list too long. Luckily, R-O-S-E and R-A-I-N are proper nouns and regular nouns, so I was able to include them on my list. 2. A true pair or trio of homonyms includes no foreign words. I put the words peak, P-E-E-K, and P-E-A-K on my list, but I did not add peak, P-I-Q-U-E, for a trio because...